This tribunal has convened in accordance with Signarin military law to assist the ongoing inquest into the unknown whereabouts of Commander Dalen Sturgis. You're listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode 151 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running podcast that used to be an anthem-focused podcast, and it's now being carried on by two of the hosts because we like talking about video games and other things, and we've been doing it for such a long time that it's kind of a habit, and habits are hard to break. So here we are, pushing record, live to hard drive, in your ear holes for some period of time. Today is a very... really graphic, man. Let's, let's dial it back a little bit. How how should I how should I say it? Should I? Uh, I don't know. Like just different. You've got some you've got some great adjectives going on there, but man. <laughs> yeah. So today is episode one hundred fifty one, and today is also thank you, Dolphin number one for the follow. We appreciate it. Today is an important day because today is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven day, and everyone uh, in the world, I believe, is playing Cyberpunk. And I guess first of off, first off, we are recording. First of off, first of off, going first of off, first of off, we can't talk, but that's okay. That's nothing new here. We are recording today on a Wednesday. Normally, we record these on Thursdays because of, but because of some scheduling conflicts that have come up, we are moving the show to Wednesday for the foreseeable future. If anything changes, we will let everyone know. This was kind of something that was last minute, so we just kind of had to dive into it. We'll check it out, and we'll see. We will not be talking about cyberpunk i know maybe that's the expectation just because the rest of the world is playing cyberpunk we will not be talking about it today we'll add it there's a couple news stories that i think we should mention about it but because i haven't had a lot of time to play i haven't had any time to play it i was planning on um diving into it at the end of this show after we get everything posted i'll dive into it check it out and then we can talk about it next week when i've had more time with it mike i don't know if you decided if you're going to be playing the game at all I haven't decided yet. Um, I haven't decided if I'm going to be playing it yet. I'm still kind of on the fence. It is it is around that time of year where if I buy things for myself, I sleep on the couch. And so it may have to go on a list somewhere so that it comes to me um, for Christmas. So that's no, kind of where I am. I totally understand. And it's also not a bad idea. We always talk about, you know, not pre-ordering games and waiting for reviews to come out. So it's probably not a bad idea just to wait for those things to actually come out so you can know if it's a game that you would enjoy anyway. So right. we will talk more about our impressions or my impressions on Cyberpunk 2077 next week. And I hope everyone is enjoying it that is excited about the game. Um, it's been a long wait. The game has been in development for like seven years or something. It's been delayed multiple times this year. From talking to some people, maybe it needed a little bit more of a delay, but that's neither here nor there. Sometimes, eventually, you just have to put out the game and then just kind of go from there, right? But um, yeah, we'll dive into that a little bit more. All right. So with that being said, I want to thank our Patreon subscribers, the people that have been supporting us on Patreon for a very long time, people that help keep our lights on, people that help keep our internet flowing through our internet pipes. So let's thank Julius, Nathan B, Michael R, Trent B, Man and Steel, Scout69, Dragonheart76, Jeffrey H, The Gameplay Experience, RZ, and Phaedrons. Thank you so very much for supporting the show. We really appreciate it. 
If you want to yeah, join them, do. if you want to get 15 minutes of bonus pre-show content where we talk about things like what happened to Mike's van, what happened to my heater, you can do that. So go do that by supporting us at the dollar tier at patreon.com slash freelancer codex. All right, Mike, I want to know what you have been up to this week. So the boys and I have found a mobile game. Um, we found it from the iOS app store. Um, and it is called Stack. S T A K. S T A C K. S T A K or C K. S T A S T A C K. I should probably learn how to spell. So this is this is one of those simple standing in line, waiting in a waiting room games that is um, unfortunately kind of addictive because it's it you want to do good, right? You you want to do good in it. So what this is, and it's a super simple premise, right? So you have these square tiles that slide in from the left and from the right, um, one at a time. So one from the left, one from the right. It slides in and your job is to tap the screen at the right point to where it lines up with the tile below it, right? If it does not line up with the tile below it, everything that is hanging off falls off. So your tile then becomes smaller, okay? And as you build your, as you build your tower up, if you can line up these these um, tiles on top of each other, you'll you'll again you'll have a higher tower because you won't run out of materials. If you can get eight tiles stacked on top of each other in succession, um, you will grow your tile if it has fallen off. Right. So there's incentives to to stack them on. Um, it's it's really fun. It's really addictive. Um, Luke has beaten me. His tower is higher than mine. His record is 92 tiles and mine is 82. I think that's why I'm still continuing to play because I have to beat him. Right? I understand. I can't, I can't let him beat me. We don't condone beating well, your son, though. It's true, but in this case, I will beat him until the sun goes down. Uh, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a super fun, super easy. Um, we get to sit around, play, play the game at the same time with each other and so it's just fun is, you know just a simple game is it simple like, game to do is it like a reverse tetris uh no because because it's the same it's there aren't multiple pieces it's the same size tile that comes in each time um and just and just think of like think of ceramic um floor tiles that kind of slide in and then you stack them on top of each other and you just build your tower all the way up to see how high you can get it. So it's fun. Are there birds or anything that come in and attack you, or is it is it something like no, you? no birds? It's not. It's not. It's not like a tower tower that like out in the open tower. It really, really, and truly think of like floor tiles. So even though your stack is super big, it still fit inside your house. Um, microtransactions. Um, no, but lots of ads. And you know what? They got me because I paid the three bucks. Not only did I pay the three bucks on on my phone to get rid of the ads, but I paid the three bucks on Luke's phone to get rid of the ads because so many ads and you have to watch and you can't get out. And oh, it's just so frustrating. That's like, weird. guys, just yeah, that's just, they... just just sell your game. Like sell your game without ads. And like, well, I guess I guess if it was a if if it was a you have to buy first, I may not have done it because. That's just my, I'm not going to buy this. So yeah, they got me. Right. They got we, me twice. We still have that thing where it's like, oh, it's an, it's a, it's a phone game. So it's not worth as much. So we're less willing to 
pay money on the app store. Um, hmm, that's exactly. weird that you had to buy and he had to buy it. Because generally, if you have the um, mm-hmm. family sharing thing, that those purchases share. So it's really weird that so, you would have to do that. So I think one of the problems with it was because I'm, I'm thinking the same thing. Um, but I think because I have screen time set up on the kids' phones, it does something to where those in-app purchases don't transfer. Um, and could, so, I, I mean, I need to look at it more. But I think in order to do it, I would have to go in and disable the screen time, allow them to make um, in-app purchases after they do it, then go back in and turn back on screen time. You know, it's, so it's no, so it's a process. You know what it probably is? Like if the game was a, if you pay for it up front, that would share. Cause I've like purchased like um, portal B- bridge constructor on my phone and all my kids can download it on their device. But because it's an in-app purchase, that's not something that would be shared. So that's probably yeah. why that you had to buy probably twice. What it is. That's yeah. unfortunate. So they got me and it's well, fun. It's fun to play. And then uh, my oldest son and I, again, this is through this is through um, Apple because those are the devices that we have. There's an in-game, there's an in-message gaming app that that we use, and they have simple games, right? Darts and and they're all turn-based. So I play my turn, it sends a message to him. He plays his turn, sends a message to me, and so we go back and forth that way. And we've been gaming that way. He's been having fun with it. We. We played Battleship. We play. Um, we play pool. We play darts, and so he's having a lot of fun with it. So nothing cool. too. I mean, nothing too extravagant. Just really, really, what it is is just time wasters. We're all we're all in the house together during the day because of schools being closed, and and we're all trying to get our work done. But then we need those breaks to kind of break up the monotony. So so we kind of end up doing that, and it's fun and. Still chugging along on Destiny and doing strikes and Iron Banners back, and that's always a fun thing. I usually do pretty good at that, which is odd because compared to like the other Crucible, I'm not so good. But for some reason, I, I always have. For some reason, I have good luck with Iron Banner. I get a pretty good KD, and I'm usually always positive on that aspect. And so, playing that, grinding to to 1260. I think 1260 is the is the cap. Um, is the power level cap this season. So grinding to that, I'm at twelve thirty now and you know, having fun and trying to trying to just check off those boxes that I've completed this quest line, I've completed that quest line, and man, it's frustrating when an NPC is blinking like they have something to offer you. And when you go to them, there's there's like no clear path on what they have. There's no like click here to activate this quest and like and like these vague kind of clues that are like um you know find all the corsairs and i'm like i don't know what you're talking about and this this quest thing that i've that i've gained kind of talks about a corsair in a garden but i don't know if that's so it's, it's kind of frustrating that it's not just go here go here go there um because that's kind of more my kind of why i play destiny currently is to is to sit do an objective don't think about it too much just kind of go and do accomplish the thing get the uh reward um but it's not coming as fast as I would like. And so it's a little bit frustrating. You just want to follow the uh, beacon. I kind of do just want to follow the beacon sometimes where I'm just like, well, no, guys, just just tell me just tell me where to go and what to do. And, and that's fine. I don't mind you telling me where to go and what to do. Um, but just let me go ahead and do that. 
That surprises and stop making it difficult. Yeah, it surprises <laughs> me why you don't play more open world games like Assassin's Creed or something like that. Because there's like beacons all over the map that tell you go here and then do this. I'm surprised you don't play more of those games. You know what, Steve? And it's probably just that I haven't sat down and done it, right? Right. So like, I and and that's and that's and that's what it is. I, I haven't sat down and just done it. There's definitely a an investment piece in it right so you need to make sure that you have the ability to buy said 60 dollar game because that's how 60 70 game because that's how much they are and so when when again when you're right around christmas time and when you and if you're like me and you've already blown your allowance for the month then you kind of have to you know yeah before the cfo has to make some serious changes at the board the cfo has the, those uh, conversations have been had. The letters have been pre-written. All that's required right now is my signature, and and she may pressure me into doing that. But you know, it's been fun while it lasted. I guess maybe, <laughs> maybe it has been. I'm not sure. You don't sound maybe. convinced that it has been, but cool. So what else no, is that all? Or? It's been good. That's that's about it. I had I mean. Get ready for Christmas coming up, and and struggling with a sixth with a, with a sixth grader in school, and you know just that fun stuff that comes up. We uh we uh, opened up. I don't know if your family does this or if anybody else's family does this, but our family does the uh, uh, pair of socks a day countdown thing. And today was our first day, so we started that, and the girls were pretty excited for their socks, and so that was fun. So. So right now I'm wearing a, a pair of Targaryen socks because my the box that I got was Game of Thrones, and uh, yeah. So like, are you prepared for like the last week of socks that are just going to be like the worst socks you've ever had, or they, they probably are all threadbare and rats have gotten to them and they're just they just like didn't even them. finish them. They're not even socks. They're just like yeah, they're not even socks. Not they could be socks. headbands like or something. Because you know, yeah, they're just yeah. So I mean. That's about it. That's cool. about all that's going on. I can't complain. So, cool. I'm glad that you can't complain because if you complain, no one cares. So, no one cares. But so, what have you been up to? You've been, you got cyberpunk in the waiting in the wings. But what else have you been going on? I'll tell you about a bunch of things that I've been doing. First off, I will tell you that I've hit forty nine thousand words on my book. Um, I'm going to continue to plug away at that. So that is going well. I'm going to. That's I feel. Exciting, I feel sorry for the person that has to edit that. I'm going to ask Cags if he'll edit it. He already edits me a lot on awesome. the subreddit, so he's really good at it. So he'll know uh, exactly where all my typos are. So <laughs> that'll be fun to do. Um, I want to talk about a couple games that I've tried on Steam. Now these are new games um, that I received a code for. Um, this game is called. Sorry, I'm writing timestamps down, so I. I want to be better at putting timestamps in our shows, so I'm just writing this down really quick. All right, so this game is called Morbid the Seven Acolytes. It is developed by the development studio Still Running. That's the name of it. The name is Still Running. It is six different people. I believe they're Finnish. Um, I think that's I think that's what the uh, .fi at the end of their um, the website is for Finland. But this game is pretty interesting. It is a pixel art top-down Souls-like game. So if you can picture that, it's not quite isometric. It's just top-down, very similar to something like A Link to the Past. Um, it's pixel art, but it's a Souls game. So there's dodging, there's parrying, 
there's attacks, you have a stamina meter, so you can only attack for so long before you have to rest. You get to roll away out of the way of things. The way this one starts, and, and I guess first the tone of the game, it is very similar to Dark Souls where it's very dark, it is very moody, um, there is a lot of weird, creepy looking creatures that you have to fight through. You end up crashing a boat onto an island. That's where the game starts. Um, the tutorial begins, like you're finding books, is telling you, hey, you push this button to attack, push this button to roll. There's a bunch of weird, creepy, like skeletal, like fish around that if you attack them, they explode and like these little pus things come out at you and you have to attack them. So it's very much you find a new enemy, you learn what their patterns are, you attack from them. I listened to a couple um, streams that the developers were doing on the game and they talked about this was really supposed to just be like kind of a, a boss rush mode but they ended up wanting to put do more than that so they added these levels into it where you explore you find lore you attack a bunch of people um i i think it's a really interesting game i need to put more time into it to really feel like if this is something that i really want to um, continue with souls like games really ask a lot of their players to learn the mechanics learn the patterns have the patience to die over and over and over again <laughs> um the pixel art is really what you know caught my attention we're like hey i really want to try this just because i'm a huge fan of that that aesthetic and you know the the game oozes like personality and character um so I, I do think it's really interesting. The story is like, and, and the story was like explained with one line of text from an NPC that you come across that you have to defeat seven bosses in order to defeat the main bad guy. And that's, that's really it. So, and it's kind of set up that way, but it's interesting. It has a Diablo style inventory system where, you know, you go and you pick something up and you're going to have to get rid of it if you don't have enough room to put it in. Um, there's a lot of the other systems that I haven't gotten into yet. But I think uh, Morbid the Seven Acolytes, I think if you are into Souls-like games and you're kind of looking for a different one, you're looking for something new instead of like the third person, I think this might be looking into. If that's something that interests you, you can follow uh, Morbid the Seven Acolytes on Steam. Um, if you want to find out more, I think I'll, I will probably put more time into it and I'll report back on it. If it's something that like, I, you know, if it's something that I just picked up and put down, or if it's something that I want to continue with and see the end of it. I mean, I don't think it's a very long game, which is fine. I don't think all games need to be, you know, 40, 60 hours or whatever. Um, but this one is interesting. So look out for morbid, the seven acolytes, and I will put the links to the um, steam page in the show notes so that people, if they want to go check it out, they can. Um, so that is Morbid the Seven Acolytes. The other game that I played on Steam. Sorry, I'm just getting a timestamp here. Timestamp. Timestamp. So this one, I'm not going to talk too much about it. It's called Abyss the Forgotten Pass. This was another code I received also. This is an, it's an interesting game that I was not able to play it all because of the bugs that it had. It crashed on me in the opening scene. I tried multiple times to get it to play and was just never able to get it to work on my system, which is weird because it also it's like a um, it's like a Legend of Zelda 2 type side scrolling game. 
Um, mm -hmm. But I just never was able to get it to work. So that's something I'm going to either wait for a patch to give it a go again. But that was Abyss the Forgotten Past, and I just did not have much success with that. So, all right. Other than yeah. other than that, um, I've been waiting. I've been doing a lot of writing and waiting for Cyberpunk to give that game a go and fighting with heaters. For some reason, the heater in my house went out, and I really hate it when things in the house just like stop working, like with no apparent reason. Like it's fine if like a water heater like explodes. At least you know that the water heater exploded, right? You know exactly like what happened and what you need to do to fix it. You just gotta go get a new water heater. But when something just stops working and there's no apparent cause to it, and then you have to go through all the troubleshooting steps, and especially with something like a heater, like a heater is not like a computer where you can like, you know, figure it out fairly simple, like, oh, what's going wrong? You can you can fill it, you can figure it out while you're warm. Like, yeah. like cause the heat, computer going down affects one person in the house, right? Heater going down affects everybody in the house. And then everyone's just kind of like watching me as I like try to troubleshoot this thing. And like, when's the heat going to come back on? It's like, I don't know. Get another blanket or something. Like, and then every other question is, did you fix it? You need to call Mike? What's going on? Like, just let me do it. Yeah. So luckily I got that solved. You know, just you, you take everything apart. You put it back together. Try that. If it doesn't work, you take it apart again. Just to say that you like took everything apart twice just to make sure it did. And I, th I think huh. it's working, so it's turning on, and there's heat in the house at least, so that we've got that going for us. But other than that's that, good. that's kind of just been what we've been working on, waiting for Cyberpunk, and I think the rest of the world has been waiting for Cyberpunk, so there's been a lot of slow news. So there's a couple yeah. things that we can talk about, and if not, we'll just like, hey, it's time to go play Cyberpunk. We'll call it early, and then we'll just dive into that. So, But first, Pretty Mike, cool. let's get into the news. And you know who should we, we should have send us into the news? Our man Keanu. All right, I gotta talk to you about something. All right, this is something that when I saw it, I was both um, disgusted and was like, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, Square Enix. <laughs> We, we recently saw some slides um, from Sony. They were talking about Square Enix Project Athia. That is the short teaser that we saw. Did we see it last Video Game Awards? No, I think we saw it during like a PlayStation 5 event. So Square Enix Project Athia, that's where we saw like a lady land and then there was like this dragon that was like on fire from the inside. And then that was kind of it. It was just kind of like a little teaser. Anyway. It is an upcoming PC and PlayStation 5 project from Square Enix, and it has, Michael, a two-year period console exclusivity. Of course it does. So there's no release date yet. We don't know really what it's about, um, but whenever it does arrive, Xbox will not get it for two years after. <sighs> like... That I don't like it. <laughs> I, I get it, but I don't like it. Maybe I get it. I know why. I think I know why. Why? Why? Why that's done for? Because everybody likes exclusives, right? Saying that you're you're exclusive gives some type of. I don't even know what the word is. Um. So so it sets your game apart from everything else, right? Oh, you can only play it here. Make sure you play it here. 
Because then you get all those people who are like, well, I can only play this game here, and I played this game here. Um, so, it's again, it's just, I guess it doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. Number one, why, why um, a developer, a studio, whoever it is, would want to limit the amount of people who get a hold of their game? It just seems strange to me. But I also get it from the point where. You know, there's a little bit of I have this before you do kind of thing. You know, um, it just it just boggles my mind. Like, so so we were talking we were talking a little bit um, earlier off off air, um, kind of how all the streaming services it seems like they all have the same shows, um, and so and so what streaming service gets you the the uh you know why why do you have all of them kind of thing so like what's the benefit if if everybody has it and and i guess there's a benefit of keeping an audience away but i can't see it um it's just frustrating i think it's a little bit different ask though when we're talking about streaming services and they're like hey 15 bucks a month even if you're just like want it one time you all you have to do is pay 15 dollars and you get access to that content but if we're talking like, no, you have to buy an Xbox or you have to buy a PlayStation, and that's like a $500 mm-hmm. investment, I mean, that's a little bit more of an ask, I think. Like I, Yeah. And, and, well, like, and, then, and then what happens when your game isn't good? Um, if that happens. If that happens, right? If your game isn't good, then somebody, then somebody who went in only for that game, you know, has now has a console that they never would have had before. And instead of and instead of really what it turns into, instead of buying a sixty dollar game, you're buying a five hundred sixty dollar game, right? I, I guess and that's so, why we tell people not to pre-order games until they find out if they're good or not, right? Because there's yeah. that there is that potential. I just I just think that it's a little like it's getting it's it's that Star Wars meme like it's getting a little out of hand here. Like when we talked about you know stupid <laughs> like guns and strikes and Destiny being exclusive for an entire year for PlayStation, like we all hated that. And that was just like small portions of the content. We still had access to the main storyline and a majority of the weapons. Like I, I hate exclusivity deals because at this point, like two years, like, I don't know, just buy square Sony. Like if you're going to do this crap, just buy them and just be, because it's like, it, it would be an easier pill to swallow knowing that, okay, it's every single square title goes to Sony and then I'll just buy a PlayStation. But when it's like, it's a two-year exclusive. It's like they want them to be like a first-party studio, but they're just paying for it for a short amount of time. I don't know. I, it's a practice that they continue to do it because it proves to work or else they would have stopped yeah. doing it. And Square's like, well, they must have forked over a ton of cash. I mean, like I would not be surprised if they're funding the majority of the development of the game, right? And Square's mm-hmm. like, okay, like, yeah, we'll for sure give you guys, you know, two years exclusivity if you're paying our bills and we're able to pay all of our developers so that they can feed their families, you know, and do all their things. Like, as a business move for Square, like, yeah, let's do that. You're taking away the risk of us, like, having to use cash or raise cash from multiple sources. Like, if they're going to do that, like, I can totally see why Square would be like, yeah, sure, let's do this. Yeah. But also, like, if we learn tomorrow that Microsoft bought Square, um, 
Which, which would be a, like a huge acquisition. I don't think Square's for sale, but after you know buying Bethesda, I guess anyone can be for sale for the right amount of money, right? With the right amount of money, everything's for sale, right? But yeah, I I think it's like it sucks, but this is I mean this is what Sony is going to continue to do. So it's like no matter even if it sucks or not, like it's either get on board or just don't play Project Athea on an Xbox for two years. Like I, I'm, yeah. I'll play it on PC because I'm interested in you know that stuff and what Square's doing because Project Athea is being developed by the team that made Final Fantasy 15, and that game was that was an interesting game. Um, so. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we already know that Final Fantasy 16 is also going to be a console exclusive for some period of time for um, for Sony, which is weird that we find found out about this, the Project Athea time deal before we found out like how long it's going to be for Final Fantasy 16, which should come out before Project Athea, but who really knows? So. Congratulations right. to everyone that has bought a PlayStation 5 that they will get to play Project Athea on two years before anyone else on Xbox. So, Yeah, so like the six people who have it, right? Because they're <laughs> super hard to get. And a bunch of them fell into the ocean, apparently, when I... Uh, when I did a tanker fall... Not a tanker, but a transport fall over? Uh, a transport, like, lost a bunch of crates off of one. They, they the, the boat didn't sink, but they lost, like, 130 oh, containers off of a boat. So. Oh man, we gotta go find those. Do you think they float? The metal crates. Yeah. The 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 metal shipping containers that 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 really don't float. Do, do I think they float? Boats float. Boats float. Boats are definitely. We could get into a whole discussion about water displacement and how that all works and buoyancy. I don't think the shipping containers are very buoyant. I mean, <laughs> I I want to know like what what hit it out there, like what hit the boat. Um, a wave. A wave? Yeah, a wave. Is out, that, out is the that, ocean? A wave, a wave hit it. Is that Chance typical? Chance out in the ocean. It's not very typical now, is it? All right. <laughs> Just, sorry, I got distracted. <laughs> oh, man, that's the best. So, we like, where did it... I, like, I'm kind of curious now, because where did it fall off? I'm, I may go find it. It came from China. Can how are you, 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 you going to go find it? I, I mean, can you do that? Can you go like, can you go salvage that stuff? Can divers go do that? I I don't see why they wouldn't be able to. I mean, once you're in international waters, like anything goes, right? Is that true? Find oh, man. Possession is nine tenths the law, something like that. Like we found this container, we found all these um, all these processors that were supposed to be shipped that no one can find. So now they belong to us. All your base are belong to us. I wonder. I wonder. Um, that's kind of a lot of water damage, unless those containers are pretty well sealed, right? You would think that if you were if you were a person that was buying something, you would want your product well, I am to a, be I am sealed. a person. You are if you, Michael, were a person, <laughs> you would want your product to be like sealed, right? So you would want it to be. But, but would I necessarily need it to be watertight? Um, and and here's another boat, thing: if like I'm if it, shipping, uh -huh. if I'm shipping across the world, across the ocean. Wouldn't I want to make sure that my shipping containers, in the case that something does happen, the containers themselves float so I can reclaim that product? Or are they just like, all right, go get them. Eh, I guess if it falls off, it falls off. I mean, I don't think that tanker is going to stop and try to recover one. I mean, like those things are like. But you could, but you could send in a, you could send in like a chase boat. Hey, we lost, you know, because you, how many containers did they lose? Like a hundred and three or something. Yeah, that's a lot of containers, I would think. 
I'm not sure. We'll anyway, have to do some research. Yeah, we'll find sorry. out. No, you don't a little have to bit be of sorry. a derailment. Yeah. I'm so, so I'm so upset that you derailed the Freelancer Codex podcast. We never get derailed on anything. It's never <laughs> happened. Mike, do you like the Hitman games? I have tried watching the Hitman movie. How was the movie? I, like I said, I tried. I didn't get very far. Speaking of Hitman movies, we watched... Oh, shoot. What was it called? <laughs> we watched Terminator Dark Fate last night. Is that the name of the show? Dark Fate? I have no idea. Let me see. Terminator. Yeah, Dark Fate. That movie's bad. It's like not <laughs> really? good. Like the CGI... Um, because they do a bunch of like guys jumping around and getting thrown into walls and stuff. It reminded me of like 2009 Matrix, like nice. of Neo like diving around and like they're just learning that oh we could do full bodies in in uh, in CGI. It was just like not good. And I'm like, this is a 2009 <laughs> movie. Jurassic Park came out in like 2003, and those dinosaurs still look real today. Like, what is going on that our CGI people, like, look like they're in, a, like, uh, an episode of Reboot? It was really Reboot. Funny. That's funny. Anyway, so Hitman 3 has been announced. Hitman 3 is a dramatic conclusion to the World of Assassination trilogy. And it takes players around the world on a globe-trotting adventure. And a lot of people are really excited about this. I The Hitman series is not something that I've ever gotten into, but I am going to dive in because I think the trailer looks really interesting. I think the idea yeah. of just like a sandbox of like, all right, there's your objective. Go figure out how to do it. Sounds really, really interesting. So I'm excited to dive in. I, I think I think it, um, Hitman... One of the games is on Game Pass also. I'm pretty sure one of the Hitman games is on Game Pass. So I'm going to look that up because I don't want to lie to people. Because lying to people is no good. Um, I'm okay with it. So that's what I think we should do, Mike. I think you and I should play a Hitman game and then we should report on it. Or, um, what play we Hitman thought. and report out? Yeah. What do you think? Are you down for that? Are you down to actually like play a video game? I Hey, I played Zero Dawn. How far did you get into Zero Dawn? I don't want to talk about it. I understand. Hitman is, <laughs> it might be on Game Pass. It is not on Game Pass on the computer. I really wish that Xbox would get on that whole everything that is on Game Pass on the PC, on the Xbox is on Game Pass on the PC. Because I really don't like how they are separate. I actually, I actually don't know why they're separate also. Like most of those games are on the PC also. There's like not many of if, them that are. I wonder if some of the. I wonder if some of the titles have hardware um, requirements. Well, I, I mean, either way, like if you're bringing it over to PC, like, yeah, I've got a keyboard and mouse here or I can play on a controller. I'm just saying, maybe maybe there's, okay, maybe there's software requirements. Maybe there's, I don't know, maybe there's something. Yeah, I'm sure there's something because that's why it's keeping them from doing that. All right, so Hitman yeah. 3, it's going to be coming out. Um, I think it's going to be available and this is actually really soon, January 20th of 2021. One of the games that... I wonder if this was game was delayed. Do you think we'll ever make it to 2021? Um, we might. I mean, we're pretty close. But, you know, considering, like, every time we log on to the internet, there's, like, a delay for a game that's being pushed out. Like, hey, this one's actually going to be coming out January 20th of 2021. So... 2021 delayed in a in a shocking turn 2021 has been delayed they just still, they just delayed 2021 just that day yeah just that day. you just have to live it some delay. Of that time. remember that time when we delayed 2021 we're gonna it's even though it's march we're gonna 
due January 20th right now. <laughs> That's dumb. All it right. would be dumb. That's a dumb bit. There's got to be a better joke in there than any joke that we attempted to make. Did we try it? We were just, I mean, we can try it. We'll, we'll, go, we'll bring it back. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, we'll workshop it. Mike, do you know, we will. Do you know this studio called Blizzard? Do you know I them? do. I do. I got into Blizzard Gaming. My first experience with Blizzard Gaming was the World of Warcraft. Orcs versus humans. Not the World of Warcraft. Warcraft. Orcs versus humans. That was my first Blizzard experience. And man, it was a lot of fun. You remember when we, uh, our aunt got a computer for like the first time and like set it up to this funky thing called the internet? And we would have to run to our house, which is like three or four houses down, set them up so we could play with our cousins on this game over the internet. And we thought that was the coolest thing, right? We're sitting in our living room and they're playing with us in their living room. How cool is this, mom? And she's like, just go chop the wood. And we're like, okay. So, Blizzard. I do. That being said, I do know Blizzard. I remember building roads to connect your town. Like, if you you cannot build that farm unless there's a road to that farm. How dare you think that there's any other way of doing that? And then the, the very next update was, yeah, you don't need roads anymore. <laughs> yeah, that was a stupid idea. Sorry about that, guys. It's like 1990. Sorry about that whole road idea. No, it's got to be earlier than 1990. It's got to be like 1995. Uh, orcs versus humans date. It was in 1994. I was close. November 23rd, 1994. I was only like a month and a half off, so of my time frame there. Yeah, roads, man. And then spiders. Like the orcs could summon spiders and they had the demons and weird game. Oh, and man. then and then remember when you got the the uh, water warfare and you you built had to build a uh, bill. You had to build um uh personnel transports and warships and I should go back and find that game. Dude, That's a fun game. Tides of Darkness was like that's got to be like one of my favorite games of all times because when they they changed the art style, they went to a more drawn art style. They had the um, trolls that would throw axe. They were hatchet throwers. Man, that yep. game was cool. Like having the boats, having the oil rigs, like having big old you know battles on the water. That game was cool, man. Like it was fun. It was fun. Like I remember I played that game against um, Ben Oaks back in the day. <laughs> like, don't pick up the phone, mom. <laughs> mom always, that's funny mom always picked up the phone what were we talking about so blizzard is a studio that they made a lot of stuff currently they've been uh -huh. in the news because they created a game back in 2004 it released in november i happened to miss that time when it launched it was one of my most anticipated games and i took off out of the country so i missed it all um they released an expansion to their to world of warcraft and it is the fastest selling PC game of all time. So, and they have the numbers to back that up. Blizzard reports that Shadowlands sold through 3.7 million units on the first day of launch. Wow. Which beats out every other game comparatively. They say they beat their own record of Diablo 3, which hit 3.5 million sold on the first day back in 2012. And Blizzard states that they obtained these numbers from sales or downloads based on internal company records and reports from key distributors. That's pretty big. That's pretty big for a game like World of Warcraft to still be throwing up those numbers. Granted, they it's been a long time since they've announced like how many concurrent players that they had. 
I remember at one time they said that they had like over 10 million people subscribed and they really haven't been talking about that in uh in the last in in several years now just because you know numbers change and things other games have been taking away a lot of that player base but like selling 3.7 million units on the first day is kind of a huge deal i wonder how much cyberpunk will sell um today but yeah especially for a game that's that old like wow doesn't look like super spectacular i know a lot of people are like yeah the game still, still looks really good i mean it has a very stylized art style for a reason i think it has a an art style that lends to it being more like cartoony so they can kind of drag it along like for a lot longer than any other game would have the right to be i mean when you look at things like fallout and you're like oh that game does not look good right now um but blizzard still <laughs> plugs along and they're like getting rtx stuff and that game still is throwing up these numbers that any other studio would love to have these kind of sales numbers and it's just gonna be there and i wonder if it's just always gonna be there just like destiny's always gonna be there as the looter shooter for consoles and for pc that world of warcraft will always be there and i wonder if like seeing numbers like this is making them wonder if like oh maybe we don't need to make a follow-up to world of warcraft we don't need to make a world of warcraft 2 we can just keep doing this putting out good expansions and especially like during the pandemic i wonder how much of that is like contributing to people wanting to get back into wow and to purchase it because like well we're home we've got nothing else going on so it's pretty impressive no matter no matter how you shake it no matter how you spin it it's impressive that they sold that many on the first day probably more people would be jumping in but yeah congratulations to blizzard they kind of needed a win after a long road of some disappointing game releases and things that happened with world of warcraft 3 reforged um but you know it's blizzard activision i'm sure they're doing just fine they've got a uh, Uncle money bags in their back pocket to to help them out, but yeah, <laughs> congratulations to Blizzard for knocking it out of the park. Should we go out blue of the now? park? Eh? Out of the park, game. Eh? Mike, do you have anything else yeah. you want to talk about? Anything else you want to discuss? No, nothing. Nothing that I've seen coming up through my um, through my researching and and trying to follow some news and stuff. But other than the Mandalorian's awesome. Um, pretty awesome episode last week um kiddo spoiled it for me though uh but i'll but i'll be okay but other than that i'm yeah. actually putting together a video for the channel of the best moments of season one and two of the mandalorian nice can you guess what moments it will consist of without are, are you are you just gonna like play the whole series no like from beginning to end no that there are, i guess clever. there are there are some things where you're like okay that's not a good moment but all right, so here here are some of the best moments, right? So remember, um, I'm making the video. So what would you what would I consider being the best? Um, so you're all about ships, right? So yeah. the first, the first, the first, um, as the first, what am I trying to say? Appearance, I don't know. the first appearance of the Razor Crest, because you're all about the Razor Crest. Like that's cool. You're like, oh, this is the ship, and then oh man. When uh, when uh, Din Djarin gives Groku the the steel ball and just drops it in his hand, Gorgu. that one actually, that one actually drew a tear. What I say? You said Groku like he's a Dragon Ball Z fighter. What'd you say? Gorgu. Yeah, I don't think it's Grogu. It's Grogu. That's what I said. No, you said Gor Gorku like he's gonna he needs a Zenzu bean after getting beat up by Piccolo. <laughs> I didn't say Goku. <laughs> you said Gorg. Anyway, anyway, so so when when Dinjarin hands hands uh hands the kid 
the little ball like that was like big thing that was like tears and tears and tears that was a, a uh, top 10 scene um i don't want to get into too many without the spoilers but like the first the first um appearance of the dark saber that was cool and then you've got um oh shoot you've got when uh when uh boba fett reclaims his armor and puts it back on everybody just like starts to geek out i thought you didn't want spoiler alerts when um when oh every time every time um uh bando says this is the way okay um, i'll tell you because you could, you're just going to start naming things so it really is every time there's a spaceship on screen is just the top t- the top moments from the mandalorian series so that video will be coming out that'll be a lot of fun all right so everyone um, thank you for hanging out with us for a very short episode 151. Next episode for 152, we will have a lot to discuss. We'll be talking about our impressions on Cyberpunk 2077. We'll be going over the video game awards news that we have. We'll compare it to what our um, previous predictions were on all of that stuff. We'll see who the best esports champion is. And I think we'll probably continue to record on Wednesday for the foreseeable future. So if this is something that you really enjoy to catch on Twitch, we're going to have to make that change. But this will always be out on all your podcast catchers so that you can tune into the show whenever you want. But um, for the Freelancer Codex podcast, thank you for being with us. Thank you for being the people that you are. Please be kind to each other. Help each other out when they need it. And just, you know, remember that other people are probably struggling more than... There's a lot of people struggling out there, and sometimes a smile is a good way to brighten someone's day. So um, this is the Freelancer Codex Podcast, episode 151. We'll see you later. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Follow us at Freelancer Codex on Twitter or Twitch. Send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com or voice messages to anchor.fm slash freelancercodex slash message. We wish to thank all of our Patreons. We are grateful for you all.